I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, one two. two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. As always, we're here with the amazing Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Today, Patty, you offered to tell your own story about being scammed, which I think might be helpful for a lot of our listeners. So tell me what happened. Yeah, I thought about it and I thought there's probably a lot of other people that may have gone through this as well. So let me give you the backstory. My husband is not well and he is on Medicare. And in addition, he has supplemental insurance for prescriptions. Mm-hmm. But this will reveal how inefficient I can sometimes be. I made a mistake (laughs) and I I had set it up because it's one payment I never wanted to miss to be an automatic withdrawal. But when I got a new credit card, I forgot to go in and make the change. And so when I went in to pick up his medications one day, now I'm going back to late summer, I was shocked to find out my insurance didn't go through. And upon some investigation, I realized what had happened. So Unfortunately for me and for my husband, just one of his medications is $500 a month and several others are $400 a month. So I realized, oh my goodness, I'm going to need some assistance with this. Right. And I'm going to try to find some assistance. So I looked online and I found a company called RX Advocates. And they were very helpful. They said it would be no problem. They're kind of like the intermediary between the drug company and the patient. And they didn't think it'd be any problems to get it approved. You had to pay $100 immediately to kind of join their service. And then after that, I think it was about $60 a month just for the one medication, which I was the most worried about. I had to fill out mounds of paperwork. I mean, honestly, there was a checklist with 10 different things. And I filled it all out so very carefully and mailed it in and started the wait. You must have been very relieved initially to find a company that was going to help you with those costs because those costs sound very staggering. I just have to comment on the fact that you had forgotten about changing over the automatic withdrawal when you changed credit cards. I think many people do that. I think it's just something that gets lost in the process and you don't think about it. You take out a new credit card and you don't realize that you've got payments attached to the old one. I've certainly done that. Well, you're very kind, but I do recognize I am not the most efficient bookkeeper in the world. In fact, (laughs) I put off, but I did do that one in the hopes that I wouldn't have to worry about it. Nothing would ever go wrong, but I messed up. So anyway, I started the wait. After several weeks, I called and they kind of, hold on, it'll be coming. You know, it's being processed. It's very close Mm -hmm. to coming. I went to the cardiologist. I got temporary sample pills to get him through because Eliquis is very important for someone who's had a stroke and it's just a very important drug. Yeah. It ran out and I called them again. Oh, we just need one more piece of paperwork. And I'm like, but I signed everything. Oh, but you didn't sign this. We sent it later. And so got that last piece of paperwork in. It kind of went on and on. And finally, I just decided I better get a refund. This is not working. And they absolutely refused to give me a refund. I mean, this went on for such a long time because it's imminently coming. You will have wasted all that money. You get no money back. 
And so I should also tell you, they said if it was not approved that I would get a full refund. That's what they had said in the meeting. In the beginning, that certainly changed when I asked for a refund. Went back to the cardiologist, got a little more medication to get him by. And then eventually it got to be the time of year when I could get insurance for him again. You know, the supplemental Medicare insurance. And I called and I just said, this just didn't work out and I would like a refund. Not only did they say you are not eligible for a refund, I have never been spoken to so rudely in my entire life. They basically called me a liar. I don't know why. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible, I Patty. Really, that's I was really shook up. And this was after asking to speak to a manager because you can tell they're all trained to tell you, you know, you do not get a refund because blah, blah, I don't even know why. And they just were adamant about it. But Vicki, I was so frustrated that I said, you know, I produce and co-host a podcast called Scam Squad and also one with the Better Business Bureau from the BBB. And immediately she said, I see where you're going. You're getting a full refund. (laughs) Patty, that is amazing. It was amazing. That's amazing. I encourage our listeners, if they are truly being scammed, to say, I listen to Scam Squad and I'm going to call the fraud hotline. Well, good for you. And I think that's a great piece of advice. I mean, who knew Scam Squad was so powerful? Who knew? But boy, they did not want that negative publicity. I mean... I thought about, well, I did get a refund. That is true. And and I thought about not putting them on the show. But then I thought they just treated me so badly. And I know I would have gotten nowhere without mentioning it. I still thought it was important to talk about this because even their name, RX Advocates, it sounds like they're really trying to help you and that perhaps they're a nonprofit. Yeah. So that's not the case. It's very misleading. Their advertising is misleading. The name is misleading. And you just wonder how many other people have experienced the same kind of delay, which must have been so, so frustrating to wait and wait and wait and call and call and then be told, oh, you have one more thing that you have to do. It was very frustrating and worrisome, you know, because this is an important medication. And I would recommend, I know we always give takeaways to people. Yeah. One thing I learned is you can take that bill directly out of your social security payment. So I set that up for my husband so I would never make that mistake again. The second recommendation is to read reviews. I'll be honest, I found a few positive reviews, but for the most part, it was person after person saying they waited and waited and waited and did not get their medication. I sent a couple of those to you, Vicki, so you could see that. I do. I'll read one here because I think it could be helpful. Had to report to the Better Business Bureau on this company due to them taking $835 from me in the past year. And I received my medication only the first time. Now, Patty, did you ever receive any medication? No. Okay. And then it goes on. The advocates actually get in the way when you go through the Pfizer company. There was paperwork needed that they never bothered to contact me about. Then after that was figured out, they once again didn't have anything needed to be sent to them. I was way out of the loop, didn't know anything until I personally received papers from Pfizer. And it says here in big, bold letters, not RX advocates. 
And there's a couple of other posts here too that basically say the same thing. Users' recommendations don't get involved. They take your money, but don't deliver. So that really should be reported, I think, to the Federal Trade Commission also, because they handle consumer complaints like this. So my advice would be for anyone who has experienced this or something like this from a company that you're working with and relying on to get you your medications or any other product, and you're not receiving it and you've paid their fee contact Federal Trade Commission, make a report. It's very easy to do. They have updated their website and it's quite easy to do. So that would be my advice. And if they refuse to give you a refund, just like there's no way, no, you're not deserving no refund, mention Scam Squad. (laughs) Absolutely mention Scam Squad. This is a good ad for Scam Squad for sure. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Vicki, for letting me share my story. I imagine there's a lot of people that are older who are on important medications that this might be useful for. So if you do need a break and you are on some expensive medications, I guess the bottom line is call the drug company directly, but don't get involved in these middlemen. Yeah. Good advice, Patty. So do we have some time for some good news? Absolutely. Okay. This, again, came from the Department of Justice. Uh, Here's the headline. Six defendants arrested in multiple states for laundering proceeds from fraud schemes targeting victims across the United States perpetrated by Ghana-based criminal enterprise. And the states were New Jersey, Virginia, New York, North Dakota. And these defendants have been accused of laundering over $50 million, $50 million, which primarily consisted of proceeds of fraud schemes like the business email compromises that we've talked about, romance scams targeting the elderly. We've talked a lot about that. And the small business loans for COVID relief. And we've certainly mentioned that. So Here's the quote that I thought was interesting. Manhattan U.S. Attorney Audrey Strauss said, the fraud schemes alleged that these defendants facilitated were lucrative, diverse, and most of all, callous. As alleged, they engaged in email spoofing, duping elderly online daters into wiring them money and applying for government-funded coronavirus relief funds earmarked for the benefit of small businesses affected by the pandemic. Now, this is the line I loved. Thanks to the determination of the IRS and FBI, these defendants face serious prison time and their next online profiles could potentially appear in a place where they'll be unable to catfish anymore. The website for the Bureau of Prisons. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. We like that because we get a kick out of that one, don't we? <laughs> we do. So well, again, these are arrests, not convictions. But right. I think it's good that we're starting to good reel direction. some of these people in. Yeah. Yes. Would you give everyone the fraud hotline in case they need help with an issue and they need someone to talk to about it and they're worried that they or someone they love is being scammed? Of course. The number is 805-568-2442. And again, that's 805-568-2442. Thank you so much, Vicki. I enjoyed telling my story and I loved your good news. I hope everybody else did too. So bye-bye.